0: Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well being through the fusion of spirituality and self improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice, empowering you To live your best life. Chapter 5. Inspiring Stories. Hello everybody and welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast. This is chapter 1 of What Are Your Gifts? And we are blessed to have a celebrity in the building. (laughs) Michelle G is here. Michelle, I read this. I read when Michelle, I went to a website and and she has on the website where she's a dating coach, relationship expert, and former spy. I said, (laughs) wow. I said, I have to tell the people that she used to do cohort operations. So Michelle G said, Michelle G is a star executive producer and 13 time award winning TV host. A Fix My Love Life with Michelle G. Welcome, Michelle G. to The Heart Matters, everyone. Michelle, what's going on with you? Tell the pe- people a little bit more about what about what you do besides what I mentioned here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here, Louis. Well, uh, man, I, I don't even know where to start, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, well, now, so a little bit about me, you know, I'm I'm a former US Marine. Let me start there. Former US Marine. I served in the Marine Corps uh, 13 years. And um, honestly, I joined the Marine Corps because I wanted to be the first woman president. It it really wasn't something and I kind of bumped into matchmaking and bumped into uh, having my own company and coaching. And I'll get to that. But really the reason I joined the Marine Corps was because I really had an ambition and a dream to be the first woman president. And, you know, I was on my way, I was working hard and then what happened, you know, I got struck by Cupid love, right. I met a boy, I fell in love and like my whole world changed. My priorities changed, my life changed. Um, And uh, I really just took that opportunity to really embrace a different type of life. And I, I, really enjoyed my time in the Marine Corps, I got to do a lot of high level different operations. And one of the things that I was very fortunate to do in the Marine Corps was to be able to liaison, uh, participate in conflict resolution, and a lot of different operations, like global conflicts happening in Southeast Asia, as well as like the Iraq conflict, um, and participate in all that. And it was really interesting to me, I am literally, I, you know, five feet, you know, I'm like five feet, I'm like, I mean, when I used to wear my rifle, the rifle would literally get to, like, my knee. <laughs> people would always make fun of me. They're like, how the hell you shoot that thing? But some this this foot a short, petite Latina sitting in a room with a bunch of, like, people who have, as we say, a lot of brass on their collar, right? They, they're heavy hitters, decision makers. And um, my team and I, we were really able to influence a lot of policy and influence decision making. And what I found so interesting was how satisfying that was. But then when I would go home with my ex-husband, you know, at that time, with well, my husband at the time, I couldn't get the man to pick the socks off the floor. And it just, it didn't click for me. Like, how can I not, how can I be so good at this? My career is doing great, but then my marriage ain't doing that well. Like, I don't get it. Um, and we did everything, Louis. We did marriage counseling, retreats, pastors, spiritual guidance, and everything. And what we determined at the end was that we were just... We grew apart. We were two very different people, very different types of life goals. I was in my 20s when I got married, so I definitely learned a lot of lessons. Um, But I also found myself at a point in, in my life where I was leaving my marriage. It was time for me to transition into a different career. I was really, really exhausted of just having to deploy and all the things that come with being and serving in, in the service. And um I decided to put it all behind me. I went back to school. I got my degree in social psychology because I really wanted to understand relationships. How is it that I have great relationships with other people, but I couldn't have great relationships like my own personal relationships. And that really opened the door into the world that I'm in today. I started out as a coach. I wrote a book working with couples because divorce was one of the hardest moments of my life. It, I don't wish it upon anyone. And it And it really taught me a lot, not only about myself, but about just the entire process of uncoupling. Two people who at one point loved each other are now going their separate ways. And um, I worked with a lot of couples and supporting them, helping them find their way, either back to each other or back to themselves. And then naturally, people were like, okay, I feel great. I'm getting ready. I want to get out there. I want to date. You got to know some really great people. You're a fantastic person. And I'm like, yeah, I do know some people. And then I did some research. I'm kind of a lifelong learner. I'm a nerd. And I'm like, how do you match people? Come to find out there's actually a matchmaking school in New York City. I went, I got certified as a matchmaker. And I added that um, as a part of our repertoire of services. And so today, uh, our company is Incredible Love. We offer matchmaking and date coaching to people who are looking to find their ideal partner and their match. And um, Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I, you know, like. I'm happily married um, I live between Puerto Rico and Miami I don't have kids I am a fur mom I'm a poker player mean poker player uh, uh took my own horn there um and honestly just, um I don't know there you know I have to say that one of the biggest lessons and things that I would say if I can impart in this entire journey is like gratitude Every day I wake up, we talked about that a little bit before we got on, I have a routine, and part of my routine is always taking a moment to be grateful for everything that I have because I feel like even in the toughest moments, even through that divorce, even through moments, you know, in my previous career, gratitude was one of the thing the themes that really kept me grounded and brought me back to me.
0: All right, so we gotta we gotta unpack some things. <laughs> all right, we have to unpack some things. First of all, Let's go back to the presidency, because I had uh, Jade Simmons on the program. I don't know if you know Jade, but she ran for president as an independent in 2020.
1: Good for her.
0: She did, right. And she's a concert pianist. So I had her on, and I asked her. That was my first question. I said, why did you... Want to run for president? Mm-hmm. And her answer was, "I didn't want to run." <laughs> <laughs> that's what she. That's the first thing she said. It. She said, "I didn't want to run." Wow. But, I, but she, what the, but what she was saying in her team that was around her was saying, "Look, you have the solutions to many of the issues that the country is facing. You have to run mm-hmm. like that. You see." So why did you want to be president? When did this happen? First of all, when is the, when did this happen? When you said I want to be president of the United States,
1: <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so my mom and first generation of America, My mom immigrated from Ecuador, and so we, when my mom was here, she didn't speak any English, and so we would. And my first language is actually Spanish. Um, and I didn't speak English until I was in the first grade. So for many. Many many afternoons, many summers, we would watch Sesame Street, and um, or we were watched C-SPAN. And I remember that one day I was about six years old, and I also wanted to be a ballerina and playing around. And I remember this image that just got imprinted and burned in my brain, and it was C-SPAN. And it was at the moment, um, I believe now that I I look back at it, it was President. Um, Ronald Reagan, this was in the 80s. And he was literally standing on a podium, and I saw him just commanding this room. And I was just, I had no idea what the hell do you fuck about. But I was just so enthralled with that. I was like, wow, how is this person just commands my attention and commands so much presence? And so I remember screaming to my mom, I'm like, mommy, 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 this is what I want to be when I grow up. Like, I triggered it out. And she was like, what? And now they pointed, and she's like, you want to be the president? And I'm like, I had no idea of what that meant. Um, and as I grew, as I got older and I went to school, I've, I've always done really well in school. I became very early involved in things like debate. I did a lot of, you know, things with school, um, always trying to, one of my core values is justice and fairness, right? If someone was being bullied or someone was being picked on, I would always like step in or, or, or have something to say and always have an opinion. And, um, I did my research. That's the whole reason I joined the service. I was like, you know what, if, if I can serve my country, it looks very favorable, I can gain leadership experience, gain all these skill sets. But for me, it was just a childhood thing. As I became older, and I was able to see how policies and different things influenced my community, influenced people like my mother, my aunts, my uncles, who immigrated from a different country, I found that there was a better way to do things. As I got older, that Really became my driver as to why I wanted to continue to pursue that dream.
0: All right. So when when you when you start when people started coming to you about this dating and relationship advice, mm-hmm. you know that's when things took a turn.
1: Um, I always would. You know, in school, I was always people just always talked to me like things were happening. People would always talk to me. What really changed for me was my divorce. I was really like, when I first got married, I thought, first off, I'm getting married. And I told him, I'm like, we're going to be married. We're going to die together. Like, I don't care. Like, we're stuff for life. You know, like, and he was like, whoa, you're like, we're serious. I'm like, yeah, because I grew up, I saw a lot of divorce and a lot of just Toxic relationships as I was growing up, and for me, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to be continue that pattern, right? Um, and what happened was that going through my own personal divorce experience, right? And also when you're when you're a leader, right? You're leading Marines. You're not only just leading them into different missions, into the day to day activities and operations, or you're leading them in combat. You're also getting to know these Marines, these humans, these individuals who have issues or have challenges right at home with other people. And I always found myself just giving advice or supporting or listening to someone. And I just found it really tough that I couldn't do it in my own marriage. And so it was really that divorce that led me to be like, I got to do something different because love, I realized that yeah I had these big dreams and goals but like at the end of the day like love is our birthright love is really our superpower love can heal the world I firmly believe that and I've always believed that as a kid um so that's kind of how I mean it, it was really my divorce it was like the jumping off point for me to really kind of follow the little bunny trail and be like okay where can I go with this like is this even a career um and I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. So when I told my mom that I was leaving my 13-year career to go and open my own business, my mom was like, what? That's not what we do. You know, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, no. You know? And I was like, no, mom, I'm I'm doing this. I'm going to go help people. I'm going to, I can do this. This is my calling. This is my purpose.
0: Okay. So when she, when she starts seeing that, you know, things start happening for you, what would she say then?
1: Oh, of course, you know. My how moms are they're like oh that's my daughter i'm so proud of you i always went like my mom's always been a cheerleader to supporter, right but you know behind closed doors she's like michelle you're really serious you're gonna do this you're crazy you know that the stats don't add up you know a lot of us we don't we don't do that kind of stuff right but i was like mom if i never do it if i never take the risk i'm really never gonna know what the hell is gonna happen i'm always gonna have this desire of like i should have done it and i don't want to live my life like that and she respected it she was like Okay, you know, but today she tells everybody, My daughter's been on TV. Oh, my daughter wrote a book. Oh, my daughter, this. And I was like, The last time I saw her, actually, I was like, Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like 10 years ago, you were like, You're crazy. And now all of a sudden, Hey, my daughter did this. <laughs> <laughs> I love her though. If she lives with mommy, I love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So look, now I watched this movie. I don't know if you say it yet with Jennifer Lopez. Mother, called the mother. Mm-hmm. Right, so when I went, when I read the bio, I said, "Was well, this was was that what you? Were... <laughs> <laughs> when you bringing it like that, is that what you was bringing?"
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I saw that movie too, and there was just a lot of things that I was like, "It was good, wasn't it? It was, it was good. It was good. There was a lot of things that I was like, wow, they really did capture.'" being a woman in that type of environment you definitely do lead very much with your masculine very much with your masculine energy you very much are a person who just puts up a guard I think that the way that they portrayed it was very well done um I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of her transition right like a little bit more of the softer side but hey that was the storyline nor am I directing it but um yeah absolutely I mean I am now a lot of people are like you're so much more calmer but people would be like you're a firecracker like i was always like let's go let's do this like i'm on the go you know like we got something to do we got we got missions to complete we, we got taskers we got objectives um but it's, it's just the environment that you're in you're competing i'm competing against men you know what i mean it's like I, every day i gotta wake up and i had to prove myself um even when i got to a certain rank still you know what i mean because my peers are all males especially in the marine corps where it is a very small percentage of women. Uh, most of the time, it was me and one other female in a room of like 20 men, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really get your seat at the table or you gotta take it, like point blank, you know? So um, some people may say, oh, it's a little bit of arrogance or like you think you're copy. It's like, no, it's like, I'm playing with the big boys. So it's like, either I show up or I don't show up, and I that ain't me. I show up. All
0: right, so let's talk about let's talk about the gifts because this is this is the first part of this chapter. What are your gifts? All right, so when did you? All right, well, first of all, what are what are your gifts? you, you mentioned the poker thing, but you know I don't know if, I don't know if that's a gift, you know. But uh, you know what what are your gifts?
1: Um. I would say that my gifts, uh, one of them being discernment. I believe that. And when you're working with people, when you're listening to people's story and their life journey and hearing where they are, where they've been to where they want to be, and you're trying to bridge that gap, you, you gotta be a person who can discern people. You also have to be a person or have the gift to be able to read people. I believe that that's a gift that God has given me. Um, I also am really, I've been told this, it's part of what I do. I've always been a really great listener. I am really good at just sometimes sitting down and letting people just say what they need to say, because I can recognize that sometimes they don't have another avenue to be able to, to let or have someone hear them, right? Sometimes we're so busy listening or hearing to respond instead of really listening to understand. And that's a really big difference. Um, I think another, honestly, gift of wine is just humility. Um, I have had, you know, I have sat with the best of them. I've rubbed elbows and shoulders with very prominent people, but I have also been in the dirt and eaten in communities where everybody just, you literally pick up what you're going to eat with your hands. And I never forget all those experiences, how they shape me and form me, and also where I came from, you know, how I grew up. And I feel that that is, and my mom's really great. I'm always like, hey, don't forget, like, you know, break, bring, bring me back to the tar, like, oh, don't let your head get too big, you know. Um, and I love my mom for that. So, but I feel like those are some of my gifts. And if I had anything else to say, mm-hmm. and it's to that I believe in people, you know, um. I've been deployed to combat, I've seen combat firsthand, and I've also seen beautiful, the other side of it, right, the beauty of life, and I think that um, being able to see the human spirit continue to believe in it is really powerful, and sometimes when we lose that, we lose hope, and then what's left, so I I feel like that is one of my greatest gifts, like, I believe there's a pot for every lid, I believe everyone can find love, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. There is someone out there for you.
0: All right. Well let's go back to the believing in people thing. Mm-hmm. Because look, I live in I live in this, this building, right? This uh this building, they have like community events and stuff like this in the building. So when you go to these events, most of the people, the majority, like ninety nine percent of the people, they're just sitting around talking about other people. Mm-hmm. Right? So I say that to say it. You see, like when when you go out, a lot of people they don't believe in the good of people anymore because of so much nonsense that they're taking in from the news and you know stuff like and other people and stuff like that. So how how give some give some people some advice on how you can how a person can still believe in the goodness of humanity, you know, with all this nonsense that's going on.
1: You're absolutely right, Louis. It's really easy to get caught up um, in what everything else, everything that's being thrown at us, everything that we, you pick up the phone and immediately it's like, it's something, right? Um, I think the first piece of advice that I have to say is it's really important that, you have a self care routine, and I know people beat this up to death about self care, self care, but I'm going to take it one step further. You have a self care routine that grounds you, right? How you start your morning really will dictate how the rest of your day will go. And what are you choosing to focus on? Are you choosing to turn on the TV and watch the news, or are you choosing to take 20 minutes and be able to pray, meditate, read something, or just sit in stillness, right? Because that if you put yourself first, now you're putting these these um you're telling yourself you're putting these boundaries of like look i'm I'm going to navigate and I'm gonna allow what can come and come and what can and can't come into my space, so I think the first thing is like self care and a self care that really grounds you right again, how you start your day is how your day is gonna go, secondly is which you touched upon really, really great, is like, what are you giving your attention to? Have Have we ever said that, like, we have these beautiful devices that we could do so many things with, but we also have something really interesting on in this device, and that's called Notes. Have you ever just spent some time and t- think, thought about what is it that I'm giving my attention to? What's taking my attention? What am I allowing to take my attention? Our environment is really influences our mood our language our perspective how we treat other people how we treat ourselves what we believe in so what are you either giving your attention to or allowing to take your attention take a note and write it down just one day you're gonna be surprised at how many times you're gonna see things that are not really serving you or elevating you as an individual and third we gotta remember that we are all part of this human experience together. That is the truth of it. Like, I've fallen. I've bruised myself. I've cried. So have you, Lewis. You've fallen. You've bruised yourself. You've cried. We all, regardless of gender, we all are energetic beings. We all feel we cry. We laugh. We feel sad. We are scared. Those are just basic human emotions that we all can experience and do experience from different times and don't be so quick to judge because the way you judge someone is the way that people are going to judge you and that is the truth whether or not you hear it Mm -hmm. so are you judging other people because the same way you judge is going to come back around to you then don't be surprised when it's like but why do people think that about me well what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I was and and one of the reasons I asked is because I was watching this uh this video with this younger guy and he was saying that he he likes to hang out with older people and be around older people. And he said one of the reasons is is they realize they've come to understand that they don't have a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. He said, and he asked the question when he started the video, he said, Have you ever seen an older person just arguing with people, right? He said, you don't really see that a lot. He said, because they've been through that already and they realize they don't have a lot of time to waste on that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you sit with them, you know what I'm saying, you get wisdom, you know what I'm saying? You don't get like argumentation and stuff. You, you're you not getting that, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have time for that. They understand that their life is, their lifespan is shorter now, you know what I'm saying? So they give you these pearls, you know mm-hmm. that you can that you can go and run with as a young person. He said, and the reason he did the video is encouraging younger people to have older people that they can talk to and sit with and get these pilots. You know, so when I saw that, I said, "Why well, this is really like interesting?" Because like in a lot of uh, sectors, in the, especially in the, on, in the Western Hemisphere, they just <laughs> abandon the elder. You know, what I'm saying they like they like they don't have any value. You know, what I'm saying. It, I just thought it was really profound that, that he brought that, you know what I'm saying? And he was saying, encouraging young people to do that. But I want to talk about this gratitude thing. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, because you mentioned that, you know, this is something that you get up with every day, you know? So how do you, how do you do that? How does it mat? How does that manifest itself?
1: Um, For me, you know, from the moment I wake up, like literally my eyes open. The first thing I say in, and- you know, thank you, God, for another day of life. I have my limbs. Thank you that I would have air to breathe in. Thank you for the sun. Thank you. And and, and I do that every day. I, I, I'm literally just woke up and I'm still in my bed. And it, it's a habit. It's a habit that I started, actually, when I was in Iraq. Um, believe it or not, like, I will tell you that Iraq was an experience. It was one of the most impactful experiences of my life, not only because of everything that I saw, the people and the bonds that I create that, that I was able to create, but also it was really it was really an eye opener of like, wow, us here in the first world, wow, we really are blessed. Like there's so many things that we take for granted. Clean water, right? Um just roads, paved roads, right? Um, education, being able to talk and interact with kids sitting down and just having, uh, being able to just sit down and, and just take a breath and have a cup of coffee, like all those things that in that part of the world, because it was constantly in conflict, you don't have those, those, um, you don't get that, right. You're not able to take advantage of that. And so really in Iraq, um, I, I will share a very quick story. Uh, there was a group of us that we would, after work, every time there was like a little shack, that we would go to the back and we would play spades, right? Because after you're done with work, like you're really pumped up, you know, there's so much going on and you just want to be able to just connect, right? In a different way. So we would play spades. And I remember that one of those evenings, it was really, um, it was the evening like any other evening. You're hearing rockets and all different types of things, just commotion going on. So it was very normal. You kind of become just like numb to it. We're sitting there, we're playing spades and, we're getting ready to call it a night because we got to shift the next day. We, I'm getting ready to leave the little shack. A friend of mine is getting ready to also leave behind me. And all of a sudden, you hear this whistle. And when you hear this whistle and the whistle gets louder, you know that you are very close proximity to whatever is going to hit the ground. And unfortunately, it hit very close to the shack that we literally had just came out of. One of my friends... Survived, but he didn't get hit. And he just experienced all different kinds of um, cuts and things like that. And they ended up having to medically evacuate him from from there. And I share that story because in that moment, literally as I hit the ground, I, w- I think I was out for like two or three seconds when I came to, all I'm thinking about is like, where are my friends? Are they okay? And I remember going to bed that night, right? I was really shooken up and I remember just saying, crying. And I remember just in that moment, being like, God, I'm so grateful that I'm alive. Like, I didn't get hurt. Like, I was this close. And like, I remember trying to call my mom and my sister and my brother and, and everyone that that just I felt this need to just tell them thank you. Like, thank you for loving me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for sending me a care package. Thank you for sending me Cheetos. Like, just thank you. And it was that experience that really transformed my life and be like, you know what, every morning I need to be grateful that I'm able to open my eyes because there is someone out there who is not going to get a chance to open their eyes. And that has stuck with me. I mean, I was in Iraq in 2005 through 2006. So here I am, you know, uh, almost 16 years, no, 17, 17 years later. And it's become just a practice that I really, really do implement. Um, And I also use a calm app. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Calm, Calm is, um, an app that has Dalton- brain <laughs> sounds. Yeah. I love it. But I always do their daily reflection as well. I do their gratitude list in the evening, and I also do their daily reflection. So that's a tool that I'm happy to share with your listeners because it, <laughs> the same way we get notifications that something new is on Instagram. Guess what? You can get a notification that says, hey, it's time for you to reflect on something. Hey, it's time for you to figure out what you're grateful for. So it's there.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have I have this tradition that I read years ago that I use every morning, right? And it says, if you reach the morning mm-hmm. and you have good, you're in good health, and you have food for the day mm-hmm. and safety, it's as if you have the whole world and everything in it. Every day, because just as you were saying, and when you was in Iraq, a lot of people they don't have that, they don't have those things over there, they don't have it. You know, said that people's health is bad, you know, said they don't, they don't have any food, the water's not good, you know, made the bombs going off everywhere, they don't have that, you know. And if you really think about the tradition, if you have those three things every day, everything else that you want, you could get. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, everything else that you want you get because you're not, you're not sick you know what I'm saying, you have nourishment to give you energy in your body you know what I'm saying, and you don't have to worry about you know, bombs and people shooting over here well you gotta worry about that in America they're doing some things (laughs) listen, listen listen. I saw the statistic the other day where they had like this is like the 201st Mass shooting since the beginning of the year. Wow, just this year alone. This since the beginning of since January, and this is okay.
1: May. May, we got to get our priorities right. We, I'm do. just gonna say that we, we have to get do. our priorities. we right.
0: Really need to get our priorities together. All right, so I got some questions buddy you. know, of course, you know, I got I got some questions. Nick, I want you to. <laughs> Bring some things, you know, help us out here. All right, so let me look up a couple of these questions that I could ask Michelle G. Oh, first of all, how did you get the show? Oh, uh, okay. How, how did you get the TV show. Um, so,
1: funny enough, the producer I never knew she owns a production company. She actually is a is a former client of mine who I matched successfully, and yeah, she had worked with um one or one other matchmaker or one other company and it didn't result in, and it just didn't work out for her uh, she found me because there was a person who posted on Facebook that said oh it's my anniversary yeah, I met my husband I met my husband she tagged me and I commented I said oh thank you so much for for you know telling people that that's how you met your husband because some people can be a little bit reserved about hiring a matchmaker or working with a dating coach which I completely respect and understand um, and so this the producer, her name is Allie, she actually reached out to me and she told me, look, I am an entrepreneur, I have a branding agency, and I have a book publishing company. She never told me anything about her having a production company and all that. So long story short, we work together. I end up matching her successfully. Uh, They end up buying a home together. Like All these things begin to happen. And She calls me up one day and she's like, you know what? You're the real deal. She's like, this is something you didn't know about me. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I want to make a show and I want to make a show talking about dating and relationships. I want you to bring on experts to be able to talk about today because this is post pandemic, right? We're, we're navigating, we're transitioning from the pandemic and what you think, how you feel that dating is going to change and how can we help people find love? How can we give them your brain? Like what you did for me in a, in a tangible way that they can implement themselves. And so She had me cast. um, I casted for it and she loved it. She loved me and she's like, the show is yours. And I was like, literally, I cried because it it was one of my goals. I'm like, I would love to have my own TV show. I had another goal too, where I wanted to be on a major network. And that came to fruition this past year, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and, And I have other goals too, you know, but I had to take a moment and just kind of pinch myself. And I was like, oh, wow.
0: Listen, Steel. <laughs> <laughs> <right. You> know? <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let me ask you these couple of questions before we get out of here. I don't want, you know, I don't want to take up too much of the time, but we gotta get some things. Alright, so what advice would you give to someone who is struggling to find their purpose in life?
1: So For anyone who's out there and struggling to find their life purpose, first and foremost, I will tell you that your life purpose is going to morph and change. And we got to be comfortable with that because change is constant. When you can accept that, then you're able to look at your world differently. One of the best resources is your, who are the three to five people or even seven people that you're the closest to get those people one-on-one individually and ask them questions about yourself. Hey, what, how do you see me? What is it that you, why do you come for me? Like, like, you know, if you need something, like what kind of, what kind of friend am I to you? Um, Get input from people as to how they see you and what they see that your gifts are. Because that will really give you perspective of like, oh, wow, I didn't really realize this about myself because it comes so natural to me, right? Um, Secondly, I am a huge fan of journaling, okay? Journaling, and you're able, and and listen, when we talk about journaling, a lot of people talk about like, oh, I'm just going to journal about my day. No, journal about your thoughts. Don't be afraid to dream. (laughs) Journal about, listen, I journal about wanting to be the US president. Like, that's like crazy when you're eight years old and you have no idea how the hell you're going to do it. You just change your meaning about it, right? But allow yourself to dream, allow yourself to reconnect with your child like, creativeness. Because I think that as we become adults, we begin to get all these messages of like, oh, you can't make money that way. Or oh, that's for kids. Or like, oh, you know, that's a passion when you were younger, but you really got to get serious about life. And we get all these inputs, but then, ends up disconnecting us and getting us too far apart from our creative childlike spirit so journaling day and daydreaming and and just being able to dream on paper ask your friends what do they see in you like what are you good at what what are your gifts um and you know last but not least i really love um books so one book that i really do like is um Oh my God! What is her name? I course, I know the name of the book, but I can't think of her name. A course in A course in miracles. I um I don't know if you've heard it. A course in miracles. Um, it is a book, and it's also a workbook, and it's a great book. And it it really just talks about the it talks about life. It talks about purpose. It talks about the ability to exactly do that—to be able to dream, to allow ourselves to give ourselves permission to. Live and design the life that we really want, and miracles are all around us.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go and look it up because look, I was talking to uh, you know, I, I did the Manhood series, you know, what is Manhood Man chapter? So I talked to Devin Brooks Walker,
1: his name sounds familiar, he,
0: he is fantastic. It's coming out the next podcast coming out next week. Okay, he mentioned this book. On there, well, he mentioned a couple, but the one that that really stuck out with me was the one called Adam's Return by Richard Rohr. Mm. wow! I went and looked it up. I was like, wow, yeah, it <laughs> it's a book. Yeah, it's a book. Every man should read that book. Well, you know what? I want to re- yeah, read. Yeah, I'm it. I'm about the to read right. understand something: what what the book is about. What the book is about is Richard is encouraging men to take young boys and return to the initiation process that they used to do back in ancient times. But of course, do it updated. But he said we must re- we must return to the initiation process of boys, which is one of the reasons why you call it Adam's return, because he's talking about Adam, the first man, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's special. It's fantastic. So I'm going to look this book up. That. Yeah, I'm going to look this book up. All right, this is the last question. Okay. all right And I ask everybody this question. What legacy do you hope to leave behind and how do you want to be remembered? um You
1: know, I found myself asking i found myself really asking those same questions approximately uh, a couple actually a couple months ago um so i just this past year i turned 41 um and and i found myself feeling like this trepidation of like oh my god like uh have you ever read the book four thousand four thousand weeks it's a book no. on it's a very good book i recommend it four thousand weeks it gives you perspective Basically, it says, "Look, if we were if our lifespan is up to 80 years, up to 80 years, you know, you live up to 80, then you technically only have 4000 weeks on the earth. And when you really start beginning to think about it, like after I read that book, I was like, oh, my God, I'm 41. I have literally like 2000 weeks left on this earth. How am I going to be impactful? What am I going to do? Like, and so that question of like, what legacy, what do I want to leave behind? How do I want to remember came to me? And. I decided, and I, this may sound very crazy, but I decided to go and there's a funeral. I'm sorry. There is a, a cemetery close to my parents' house. And so I decided to go and walk because I wanted, first of all, it's very peaceful. I wanted to just walk around and pay my respects, right? Because I feel like sometimes people are just there and they don't remember and not remembered. And I just wanted to walk around and pay my respects. Loaded, no, I don't know those people. But I also found myself reading the different headstones and there was something there was there was a phrase of a woman that really caught my eye. And I was like, wow, that that is how I want to be remembered. And she said it it was to the effect and I can't remember verbatim what it was, but it was to the effect of like, think of yourself as a small pebble that has this ripple effect. Right. Right. You may not see how far that ripple effect goes, but know that that pebble, the moment that it got thrown and it, it basically fell in the water, it, in- it made an impact that sometimes will just—it's like tentacles—it just continues to flow. And you may not know how far of an impact, but you will see it within your immediate three degrees. She had this written on her tombstone, and 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 it was it was much shorter, but that's what I took away from it. And so it really, for me, put into perspective, what are, what, how do I want to be remembered? And I want to be remembered as a, as a person who told everyone and who let everyone know that love is their birthright and that it is our superpower and love can truly heal all. We don't hear that enough. We think that love is only just about this, you know, romantic feeling, but you know what? I got love for you, Lewis. You called me out of nowhere. I remember when you called me. And yeah,
0: the, uh, yeah you do the car. You...
1: I was at the car. And I'm like, how did you get my personal cell phone? Right? And I, at that moment, you know, you shared with me, you were like, this is how I did it. And, you know, I found you. And I was like, man, I got love for you because you had some audacity to get in call my cell phone. Nobody knows. My don't, phone. Go. <laughs> <They> don't go. <laughs> right? That's love. You know, I got love for my husband. I got love for my cat. I got love for my clients. And the thing is that everything that we do, love is the essence of it. But mm-hmm. we don't think that. And I want to be remembered as a person who shared that with the world and reminded the world that love is our superpower and our birthright. And it's not just for one person. Mm-hmm. or these people are, uh, of this class? Or no, no. And love, it's just it transforms. That's how I want to be remembered. And I also would say that I want to end that message for it to be able to impact people in a way where they don't they don't forget that part of love is also loving yourself. That is really, really important to me. Because when we love ourselves, man, this guy is just the first floor. That's the way I see it. It ain't
0: the limit is the first floor. Hi, right, Michelle. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking the call. You know, <laughs> taking the call. You know, and uh coming on the show and sharing with us. It was a pleasure, no doubt about that. And uh tell the people what you got coming up.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and for all of you who spent this time listening to Lewis and I. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know. Love is what's coming up. Summer's coming up. People getting ready to start traveling and dating. So we got a couple of book camps that are going to start launching here in the next couple of weeks. You can learn all about it. You can follow me on Instagram and all social media at Love by Michelle G. And if you're a person who's trying to figure out what your ideal partner is, what's the number one quality, I invite you to go to IncrediblePartnerQuiz.com, Take the quiz. It'll tell you what's the number one thing you're looking for in a partner because it's a great starting point. Sometimes we don't know what that number one thing is, and we are on a date. That's The best thing you can formulate a question around that.
0: <laughs> right, Lucille. thanks, Lucille. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching, and resources. Go to the Heart Matters brand link tree, which is linktr.ee slash l o u i s m o r r i s. That's linktr.ee slash l o u i s m o r r i s, and we will see you again soon.